0: Hello and welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Schultz. Going back to this past week, we heard from a few of the Seahawks' new acquisitions, including a familiar face in former Seahawks draft pick Quentin Jefferson.
1: It was, yeah, it was one of them, like, honestly, I really didn't know I was going to come back here. It was really one of the things that just happened. Um, it was a good situation for me. You know, my my home is here. I'm familiar here, familiar with the people. And, um... I mean I I, had a, I enjoyed my time in Vegas but but you know with a new coaching staff it's literally it's a it's a new team you know and they have their guys and their vision and I mean and I I rather go somewhere where I'm comfortable with the people they know how to use me utilize my skill set and yeah, it just seemed right to come back come back to Seattle out here I always love Seattle I love the the people here the environment the weather and um like my kids love it my wife loves it so we we every offseason we come back here anyway <laughs> While he was gone,
0: Jefferson said he followed the work of his former teammates Puna Ford and Brian Monet closely.
1: Oh yeah, cause I, I mean I always watch films, so I always I always look at those guys and see what they're doing. And always, yeah, especially if it's on TV, I'm always gonna watch as well, man. Those are my those are my guys. Those are like my brothers, so I'm always gonna check in on them, man. Yeah, it's amazing just to see their growth from like the, my first years with them until now, man. Just how mature they got and how much they sharpened their skills. And yeah, I'm mean, just excited for the future and just playing with them and just how we can push each other to be even better this year. So man, it's it's gonna be dope. Jefferson is excited to get back to work with those two, as well as the newer defensive lineman. Top to bottom. And um, yeah, I'm excited to just get back here. And like I said, see Puna, see Monet and Big Al. Those are guys that I enjoy playing with right when I, when I before I left. So just to get back in the room with them and just seeing a the, the, the lot of young talent and uh, like Daryl and stuff. So I'm just excited to get with them, see how they work and then just seeing how I can mesh together with them. I mean, especially on the edge, they got some 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 talented edge rushers and seeing how we can all mesh and work together and uh and pick this rush up.
0: The Seahawks also have a new defensive coordinator this year in Clint Hurt, who was Jefferson's D-line coach during his previous stint with the team.
1: I think because he has that that defensive line pedigree and mindset, I think he's going to put us in position to make plays. I trust him that he's going to put us in the best position best positions to go out there and make plays you know especially D Line. I like going out there making plays so I think he's going to put us in the right right position
0: the Seahawks made another signing on the other side of the trenches in center Austin Blythe who talked about how his experience as a state champion wrestler in Iowa helps him in his NFL job it translates uh almost hand in hand um a lot of the skills that make a successful wrestler are what make a successful offensive lineman. Um, it definitely helps with uh, hand placement, leverage, um, understanding your body, body control, um, and then just really instincts. I think that's probably the biggest thing that is more of an intangible, um, but you just your instincts are good um, and that comes from wrestling. Blythe has familiarity with offensive line coach Andy Dickerson and offensive coordinator Shane Waldron from his time with the pair in Los Angeles. I'm very excited. There wasn't anything, <coughs> excuse me, there wasn't any opportunity last year, but I'm very excited about the opportunity this year to come in and compete and uh, be in a system that I'm familiar with um, and, and people with um, that I'm familiar with. So very excited. I'm excited to get to work. This will be Austin's third team in three years. Last season, he was with Kansas City, where an offseason injury caused him to fall behind rookie Creed Humphrey on the depth chart and only appeared in four games. Uh, it's just sometimes how it happens, uh, you know. But in this in this business, in this league, you gotta know, have a resilient mindset um, and just attack the next opportunity that comes. And it happens to be here with the Seattle Seahawks. After the break, we'll hear from another player who is looking for a fresh start in Seattle in quarterback Drew Locke. That's coming up next. The Seattle Seahawks made a blockbuster trade this offseason, sending quarterback Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos. They get a quarterback in return in Drew Locke, and he was on the podium speaking to Seattle media following his acquisition.
2: New coaching staff, new energy, new this, new that, new feel, whatever it may be, a new practice field. I mean, it's just the true definition of a fresh start. Everything is new. You get to make a a new identity for everything. You get to come in and show these people how hard you want to work, how bad you want it. How bad you win football games? There's just, there's just a lot of good that can come from a new chair in a meeting room. Like there's just a lot that goes into all this and a fresh start for me is, is, is really, really exciting. Nothing, nothing has been promised as, you know, as I would want. I'd want them to come in here and tell me I need to earn it. Tell me I need to come in and work. Tell me I need to come in and compete. I need to play well. There's a lot of things that I need to do to show this organization that I should be the one taking those snaps. But right now nothing is promised. It's just my job to come in and,
0: and work extremely hard and compete for that starting job. Locke says he remembers meeting with the Seahawks at the Combine and that there was mutual interest. It was actually one of the
2: few that I like, truly remember in my head because it was a massive table when you walked in there. Everyone was sitting around it. Coach Carroll was there and you know, being a, a Midwestern guy, you know, USC is like massive to you when you're a kid growing up in Missouri and you know, you walk in and you see the table, Coach Carroll there. It's like, all right, my pits are starting to sweat a little bit. I need to calm down here. But it was, it was fun. It was fun to be able to just, you felt his energy there. Even as a rookie, you're not even on their team and you feel the energy and it feels like a place you want to go play. It feels like a family. And uh, to be able
0: for it to like all full circle around and come back to me ending up here, it's, it's really, really cool. Locke was drafted by the Denver Broncos with the 42nd pick overall in the 2019 draft. He had a solid rookie year, but things went downhill from there.
2: You know, anyone that, you know, deals in the football realm as a quarterback, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on around you. And let me start with this too, though. I will never make excuses for my play. I could have played a lot better in the seasons that I was was playing there. I did some good things, but there's a lot of things I could have done a lot better. Um, You know, with everything that happened with COVID, not being able to practice the new office of coordinator firing the first office of coordinator after my first year. There's just a lot that went into those three years. And again, I could have played a lot better. I'll own up to that. But as far as what I feel like I can do different, I'm just going to have the mindset of competing the whole time I'm here. I'm going to come in. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to work harder than anybody else in this building. And I'm going to show it to these guys to try to gain their trust, show them that I'm here to work and, you know, if you put a little faith in me, I, I, have, a, I have a very talented
0: skill set that will help us win football games. Drew spoke candidly about the lessons he took away from his time with the Broncos. Yeah, I'd say a really good one is just being
2: patient. Um, the other side of the ball gets paid a lot of money to stop you as well. So let's not make their job easier by putting the ball into uh, not advantageous situations. Let's be smart with the football. Let's take the shots when they're there and let's just continuously move the ball, positive chunks, positive yardage, every single play. And, you know, when you come out of college and you get 90 plus plays a game, especially in the offense that I ran when I was at Missouri, you know, you get to run a ton of plays. You get to take these big shots. You get to run around a little bit and scramble and know that if we're bad on this one, I got 89 more plays to go. I can surely make something happen in those. It's just a lot about taking the risks, at a
0: calculated level, so to say. He said one of the biggest challenges in Denver was having a virtual offseason before his sophomore campaign. Yeah, it was it was different
2: Um, that first year, you know, you come into a room with Joe Flacco, Kevin Hogan, Brett Rippon with uh, Rich Scangarillo, and I learned a lot. You know, I figured out a lot about the game of NFL football. And like I said, I thought I was playing decent football at the end of that year. And uh, then The coordinator change happened but me and Shermer had had a relationship before they had done a lot of work on me with New York going into that draft when they drafted Daniel Um, his son Kyle played at Vanderbilt I played Kyle four times when we were at Vanderbilt Um, just had a different relationship to where we knew each other coming into this so it was easy really easy for me and him to work together but when you end up drafting two rookie guys we need to be on the field it's a new system for me as a Second-year guy, but I'd only played five games before. We got two of the big components of our offense coming in that have never practiced in an NFL setting until a couple weeks for a first preseason game. There's just a lot that went into that year. And again, I say it, I'll preface this every single time. Does
0: not excuse some of the decisions and some of the play I had, but there was a lot that went into it. Needless to say, Locke was excited when he heard about the trade, especially because of his scheme fit. You know, I would say that I knew something was going to happen regardless. Something's happened
2: in the quarterback room and almost every team in this league after every offseason. That just it is what it is that those type of things happen. I was ready for something to happen. And then when I found out that this is what happened, I was really, really excited. Um, Excited for a fresh start, excited to come in and compete for a starting job and do everything I can to show this organization and show this league what what I'm capable of doing, and that's playing really good football. I obviously know a little bit about Coach Waldron's system. Um, It's similar to the one that I ran my rookie year when I first got in the league, and you know I got to play at the end of that year, and we played really good football. We won four of the five games, and um, I played efficient football, took care of the ball, scored in the red zone, hit the deep shots when they were there. Um, and I, I just think that collectively, as a group you know we start talking and getting into the deep details of his offense and what might be good for me what what do they want to have for sure I think we'll put it all together and then end up you know being able to put a good offense together that you know makes my skill set shine and that's I can throw the deep ball I can move around in the pocket I can play action whatever whatever you might need me to do I'll be able to do it. and I think we're gonna put a good plan together to be able to uh, you know maximize my skill set
0: Lock wore number three in Denver, but just like how your new partner doesn't want to wear your ex's clothes, he has decided to wear the number two in Seattle. Well, for one, um, as long as football
2: goes on, Russell Wilson will be very special to this place, very special to Seattle. And uh, I know what it takes to kind of build a legacy. You know, you wouldn't you wouldn't go wear 18 in Indianapolis. You wouldn't go wear 12 in Green Bay. Um, it's a sign of respect for him from me, but also at the same time, I want to write my own story here. You know, I want to see what two does for us. You know, I want to, I want to make that me, you know, I don't want to fight against Russell. He's done so many great things for this place and so many great things for the city of Seattle and the state of Washington that, you know, I want two to remember it as drew Locke, not three was Russell and drew. I want two to be drew. And, um, that's just kind of been my mindset on it. I've the most respect for him and, Um, that was kind of a a move in showing that.
0: As for Locke's role with the Seahawks, Pete Carroll has stated he wants a point guard at quarterback. Here was Locke's response.
2: Well, I was never a point guard in basketball. I was always a shooting guard in basketball, and I uh, um, like to score points, I guess. So I think that's a good thing to be as a quarterback, too, a guy that likes to score points. But um, there there is definitely a game manager identity to being a really, really good quarterback in this league and, being able to watch Teddy Bridgewater do that last year. Um, side note, two is a very lucky guy to have Teddy in that quarterback room with him. Teddy did a lot for me. Um, I learned a lot from him and being able to watch those first games when I was actually the backup and watch how he worked the pocket, watch how he managed games, watch how he came to the sideline. It was the first time that I got to really feel a veteran quarterback in the room. And I think Teddy did a good job of being a point guard.
0: And I definitely learned a lot from him on how to do that. One of the players he will be passing to as the point guard or shooting guard is tight end Noah Fant, who came over to the Broncos in the trade. Here's how Locke described his play. Explosive. Explosive, without a
2: doubt. If you, if you get the ball in that guy's hands, he's going to make something happen with it. Me and Noah, last offseason going into this year, we spent a lot of time together. He actually stayed back in Colorado um, throughout the offseason, and so did I. Um, set the film room up together watched all of his routes, talked through things, how we thought it could be different, how we thought it could be better, and then we'll go out to just a local field over there in Highlands Ranch, Colorado, and start throwing together. Um, I know he's willing to put the work in. He's a talented, talented player, and this
0: place should be really excited about having him. As for his new Seahawks targets, Locke hopes to build a rapport with DK and Tyler Lockett as soon as possible. I've talked to both of them. Um,
2: You know, I actually was in line in security coming here to try to find a place to live, and DK started calling me and answered the phone, and we, we had a good conversation. Um, obviously, there's you know things with him from last year that he's, he's dealing with right now, and um, at an advantageous time for all of us, we will without a doubt get together and get this thing rolling, but it's been cool to be able to get you know reached out from those two guys. Those are, uh, those are two big names in the wide receiver world, and I'm really excited to be able to work with both of them.
0: And that's going to do it for this show. Thanks to Wilson Kahn for helping to produce this episode. Follow him out on Twitter at Wilson underscore con C-O-N-N. Be sure you're subscribed to this podcast so you can get each and every episode. We'll probably be going live sometime this week on the Seahawkers podcast YouTube page, and you can catch the replay of that right here. Don't miss out on that. Subscribe SBNation.com slash NFL Podcasts. Also, check out FieldGoals.com, Frank T. Raines, checking out what the Seahawks should do at wide receiver. There's some discussion. Should the Seahawks stay with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, try and accumulate draft picks for this draft? What are your thoughts? Post them up at FieldGoals.com. And until next time, go Hawks.